2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
3: San Antonio district judge resigns after a federal corruption probe. A former San Antonio, Texas judge goes to federal prison after pleading guilty to accepting bribes in exchange for rigging cases in his court. Angus McGinty committed the ultimate judicial sin. Why did you do it? I did it because I was foolish. Listen to How to Bribe a Judge on RevolverPodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. The John Anik and Kenny Florian Podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? John Anik and Kenny Florian. Oh, my God! You want a podcast? Great. We have some audio on your website that nobody goes to. Here are your hosts, John Anik and Kenny Florian.
0: Oh, yeah. Here we go. Pay-per-view week. Thankfully, KenFlow is back from the United Kingdom in one piece. It is Monday, February 3rd, 2020, episode 235 of the Anakin Florian podcast. On behalf of KenFlow, we thank all of you jiu-jitsu practitioners across the UK for attending all of those seminars and classes and saw a lot of learning going on, but Thankfully, Ken Flo, you live to tell about it. a little scary on the highway over there in uh, in England. Is that where this all went down? It, it
4: exactly. Like yeah, man. Uh, we were on the motorway, as they call it, and uh, yeah, tractor trailer kind of went into our lane. Uh, we almost got like stuck between the two tires, you know, the front tire and the back tire of the of the big truck. Um, we swerved to get out of the way, uh, and then another big passenger van hit us uh on our right side. And you know, somehow, you know, Paul who was driving was able to keep control of the car. If not it would have spun Ooh. us around. So we almost got we almost got crushed by a big truck and then we got hit by a passenger van. Uh yeah, we're 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 lucky, man. I'm I'm, I'm glad I'm here in one we piece all, and not a few pieces.
0: Yeah, we all read your tweet <laughs> saying you were almost killed, but uninjured, thankfully. Uh, getting nervous yeah. here. We got this Anakin Florian podcast today. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> exactly. Props that, but uh, it's good to have you back. Obviously, we were on last week and uh, we did a little recap of uh, of Raleigh, North Carolina, and talked, of course, about the Kobe Bryant news, which I'd mm. imagine uh, is really sort of heavy out there in Los Angeles with, with the constant visual reminders. You know, I said on the show last week for a non Boston athlete, he was as beloved as it gets for me. And uh, I know there are a lot of powerful visual reminders out there where, uh, where you live about uh, the late great Kobe Bryant. Uh,
4: Without a doubt, man, you know, um, I'm candidly, I'm not the biggest basketball fan, but uh, I was always a fan of Kobe Bryant's because of his greatness, because of his uh, amazing mindset of how he approached the sport. Um, the guy was a true professional, um, and, and a guy who really, um, has learned from his mistakes has learned from adversity and always was looking to make himself, um, not only human in the process, but also, um, constantly improving. And, and that's one thing that, uh, you know, I, I've tried to do myself and nobody did it better than Kobe Bryant in that regard. Uh, a true champion, um, you know, on and off the basketball court. And it's just so tragic, man. He was a great family man and, and, um, really cared about his family. And, and you hear about, you know, this whole thing, he would take a helicopter to save time so he could be and and spend more time with his family. And hearing about that accident, I was just so blown away, man. And, um, just, uh, I, I feel awful for, for him and his family and friends.
0: Have you been in a helicopter?
4: I have not. I am, uh, really afraid of it. Actually, my sister, uh, one time missed, uh, she was supposed to do a helicopter ride in Hawaii at one point. She missed her, her, um, appointment for the, for the helicopter ride That got to fly around and that act, that helicopter actually crashed. So ever since she told me that story, I, I have not wanted to be on a helicopter. I've been, in, sorry, I've been in a military helicopter, but not a, um, you know, a regular helicopter that flies around, you know, for, for travel reasons or whatever. But, uh, it's scary, man, really scary stuff.
0: Well, I think I might have the uh, the next tattoo. Maybe maybe something in honor of uh, the late great Kobe Bryant. Did you watch the Super Bowl last night? Were you back in time to watch Super Bowl
4: Fifty Four? I did, man. Great game.
0: So. A couple things on that very quickly. So, you know, if the the team that would have most been in the Patriots way, the Kansas City Chiefs, wins, yes. then I then I made some money, right? We had a big bet on the Kansas City Chiefs from August 18th. So, one of my bigger hits. Oh, uh, yeah. And it was, it was anxiety-filled, certainly down 10 with six and change to go. But nice mm-hmm. to see the Chiefs come through. Really happy for Andy Reid. I don't always watch the halftime show. Like, last year I was at the Super Bowl. I didn't watch the halftime show because I was doing whatever uh, – whatever 40-year-old men do at halftime, probably using the <laughs> restroom, right? But I watched Shakira and Jennifer Lopez crush it uh, last night. And then I went on the internet and there was a little bit of negativity out there. But for the most part, I think yeah. the masses agreed with me that this was a special performance. Now, I would I would lead with the fact that I have been softened by, by my two daughters for sure. And watching yes. their reaction to this halftime show was pretty powerful. But I don't know what people are looking for, quite frankly, right? I mean... If this accelerated puberty for your ten-year-old son, I apologize. It was a, there were some powerful <laughs> visuals there. But if you, if you didn't like what Shakira and J.Lo brought to the table, uh, as Michael Chiesa and others did not, I just don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I was uh, I was impressed by the fact that they could still move like they can. I
4: mean that was that was unbelievable. You know, it's one thing to sit there and have a microphone and just sing, but these guys are elite. These women are elite performers as far as the whole package is, you know, bringing the energy, being able to dance like they do, singing, all that stuff. I, I thought I, I was pretty blown away by the performance. I'm not one who likes sticking around and watching halftime shows, right. to be honest. Right. But I, I was very impressed uh, by J-Lo and Shakira,
0: one thing my Latina that being, friends. Yeah. 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 <laughs> one thing that has uh, that has really rubbed off on me being in the mixed martial arts and fighting space is just physical conditioning and the shape you have to be in to do what these women do, right? I love seeing some of these young, and I hate to sound sexist here, but these young male singers, and you see them fucking gassing out all the time on stage, you know, because yep. they're not in shape like these women were last night, right? You have got to be in shape to dance like that and still have the notes carry true. Shakira's fucking playing the guitar, playing the goddamn drums. What the fuck else are you looking for if you didn't like Shakira? Unbelievable. Uh, and this is uh, this is uh, going to be a tough act to follow, I would think, for whoever's is at Super Bowl 55. Certainly Bruno Mars, there have been great ones in the past, but for me, Short term memory, not great. That was the best one that I have seen. Best fighter I've ever seen is John Bones Jones. He headlines the pay per view this weekend UFC 247 Jones versus Reyes. Toyota Center, Houston, Texas. Great fight crowd, obviously, Ken Flow. 14 consecutive title fight wins for John Jones. The no contest against Daniel Cormier in there when uh, that head kick result was overturned. But. This run of great, greatness, this strength of schedule, faced arguably its stiffest test last July in Tiago Santos. And so of all the different layers going into this championship fight for John Jones this weekend, the thing that I keep coming back to is that I know July is a long time ago now. That was a really hard title defense. And even though Dominic Reyes is not Tiago Mejeta Santos, uh, I do think there are some things certainly in that fight that potentially could be capitalized on this weekend and uh I'm obviously excited to have a front row seat to see it play out. I think so as well. I think John Jones is one of those guys that tends to get better
4: as the fight goes on. And I think against Tiago Santos, we really didn't see that. If anything, we, we saw Santos kind of poured on uh, a little bit later in the fight. Um, both were dealing with leg injuries. Um, I do think that it prevented us from seeing a great fight from both guys. I, I think that... Um, John Jones is at this point in his career when he's been so great and so dominant that if he has a close win, we almost see it as a loss. Oh, I don't know. John Jones, isn't it? You know, um, I think in this fight, he does need to kind of come back with something to prove, uh, you know, a lot of people have said he is the greatest of all time. He absolutely could be just that. Um, he's a phenomenal fighter, has a hell of a lot of skills in very different areas. Uh, when it comes to fight night, few if any can bring that energy and that ability like John Jones. Um and, and Reyes I think is one of the few guys who can match him as far as you know athleticism,
0: height, size. It's gonna be an interesting fight. It really is. I can't wait to talk about it later. Yeah, later in the predictions we'll certainly get into the Dominic Reyes side uh in a more in-depth way. But fascinating championship fight and being there for Santos and Jones when it went to the judges scorecards, it was a split decision. I didn't know who had won that fight. I remember at mm-hmm. the time thinking that maybe Maheta had done enough. Uh, he had not done enough, and John Jones is still uh, the hunted, although he likes to call himself the hunter, and, and certainly that is probably a big part of his success. That mentality. Uh, speaking of just mentally tough individuals, let us go to Garden City, New York. It is time for the Ray Longo Minute. It's
3: now time for the Ray Longo Minute. I'm gonna punch a hole
1: in this fucking chest.
3: That's what I want. The Ray Longo Minute.
0: John Anik and Kenny Florian Podcast. I mean, I know this is not the Joe Rogan experience, and the Christmas bonus check that we sent Ray Longo is not gonna make that much of a difference. But Raymond, you can either cash the check, we can send you a fresh one. I mean, how do you guys do business in New York? Would you prefer, would you prefer PayPal?
1: Yeah, I just uh John, I love it, buddy. You bring in the heat early.
0: Damn. Well, my wife said I gotta, that I should text wait, you this I morning. Put that, as to wait, wait, wait! I put that
1: had, check up on my mantle. Why i am yeah, supposed to
0: right. cash it? Right, you want to save my it? autograph? I understand. I understand. No, my wife said, "I got, said, well, I, text
1: got, star, you I, got I got, I got Starbucks money. I don't need to cash." It. What do we do? <laughs> right. That's, right.
0: That's right. Yeah, there's a Starbucks <laughs> gift card in there as well, right? So, uh, <laughs> now, this, so yeah, this week no, no, wife... take care of that. Yeah, no. You do whatever you you do whatever, you goddamn well, please. But we'll send you cash <laughs> next time. But my wife's like, why don't you text? Me? I'm like, I think I'll bring it up on the air instead. I think. That'll
1: it <laughs> so, uh, my wife, my wife, my wife is still in shock. She can't believe I made any money. It's
0: crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the public admitted that, right? Yeah. Hey, we're trying. We're trying. Twenty twenty <laughs> yeah, is going to be a big sure. year. for podcast. Big year. Yeah,
1: so, uh, go with the high, new highs.
0: So UFC 246, Conor McGregor, when he fights, it's kind of a tough act to follow. The Super Bowl was last night, so I think this John Jones fight week is creeping up on people a little bit. Uh, did you watch the Super Bowl, Ray? I know you're not all in on the NFL.
1: Yeah, no, that would be a that would be a no.
0: Not a minute, huh? no
1: nah. nah, nah, Normally, I, I get at least. I would try to like watch something, but uh, no, nah, I was uh, actually was at the gym last night. I was with the machine. You know, Marab's got a big fight coming up, so um, I'm not even sure he knows what football is, so it worked out yeah. well.
4: Right. Uh, uh, right. Uh, I'm glad Longo didn't see the halftime show. He would have had a heart attack this <laughs> little guy. I mean, J-Lo and Shakira were on fire, Longo. You missed it. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Big J-Lo fan, too. See? Big That lo would Yeah. That, uh, that I would have liked to have
0: seen. See? There you go. I was on a recent podcast. They asked me on uh, Drinking Bros podcast, they asked me about my celebrity crush and I, I I think I went Jennifer Lopez. I'm changing it now to Shakira by the way, but I went Jennifer Lopez at the time and they were like, Wow, you're going a little bit older. I said, Well, I'm a little bit older, man, you know. <laughs> Sara at Fox Sports. She's uh she's a
4: smoke show, man.
1: Wait, how how old is, how old is J Lo now?
4: She's like 50,
0: 51, something like that. Right? I got to gotta gotta be
1: tell you, that that's absolutely phenomenal.
0: Crazy so you, so maybe you've seen some clips, Ray, of the halftime show, but no actual football for you last night.
1: I didn't even see any clips of the halftime show, okay, to be honest did. with you. But uh, I, 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 that I will go back and look at,
0: because uh, I like J-Lo. So my my daughter, my daughter, my it was great game, great game, Uh See, the Chiefs rally and Patrick Mahomes win one was pretty cool. But my daughter was saying she couldn't believe that that they charged $5.6 million for a 30-second commercial spot. And I said to her, well, everybody's watching, you know, all over the world. And she's like, Daddy, everybody's not watching. And I should have said, you know what, you're right. Ray Longo is <laughs> definitely, I'll watch it bad." So, all right. So, uh, so, John Jones is fighting Dominic Reyes this weekend. I always like the former football players, right? I, I, I think there's a, a quality that they bring that is very intriguing to me uh, in this whole mixed martial arts equation. That's why maybe I'm more intrigued by Greg Hardy based upon his, his NFL brilliance than some other people are. You got anything for me, Ray, on, on Dominic Reyes having prepared for him recently, obviously, and what you think he can provide in terms of a challenge for Johnny Bones here in uh, in five or six days?
1: Uh, you know, look, I think Kenny was summing it up pretty well. I was listening to him while I was
0: waiting. But, uh, no, definitely an athletic dude.
1: Uh, I think, uh, you know, he, he rises to the occasion. Definitely has a great, you know, obviously he's got a great left hand. Uh, he's got the power. He's got the athleticism. I just think Jones is at another level. You know what I mean? And I think that's part of John Jones's problem. It's hard to get up to some fights where he just doesn't, respect anybody you know and it's i think that could eventually be his downfall but i think even if something happened he'd come back i think it would make him a better fighter but for right now i just yeah. think uh jones has too much for him but Domin i think i, I am excited for the fight though you know because uh, like again based on the last fight you never know you know he always just does enough and then you say uh oh, maybe you know like even when he fought osp and everybody yeah. is over you know what i mean he didn't look good the other guy you know whatever it is but John, John's a very talented guy, and he, he's going to be a hard guy to beat.
0: So Ken, Ken Flo was in the U.K. He was not listening to the Anakin Florian podcast on the way. He was listening to some other shows. But he he did catch wind, Ray, of of you kind of breaking some Aljamain Sterling news with us for the first time, uh, I think, in the history of of your Ray Longo Minute, actually, last <laughs> week. I and now I, we got I, some meat.
1: I really went out on a limb, no.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, right. Well, I mean, hey, I mean, I mean I, more so than they're dialogue,
1: Yeah, their dialogue going back and forth has been awesome, though.
0: Yeah, so if if our listeners don't know, Aljamain Sterling and Piotr Jan have gone back and forth. Exceptional fight. Crazy in some respects to think that these men would have to get through e- the other to yeah. realize a championship opportunity, given what, the, what they put on paper, Ray. But, uh, yeah, it seems like that's the fight and potentially a five-round main event. What do you think?
1: I think that's going to happen, you know what I mean? And I think, you know, that's off to Aljo. He's really stepping up. We know Jan, obviously, Jan's a killer. But uh, I think it's a great opportunity for Aljo to really, uh, you know, show what he's got.
0: All right, we'll get you out of here with Longo's lock of the week, 0-1 after, I don't know what you had earlier. You're in the red. What uh, what do you got? John Jones, Valentina Shevchenko, big betting favorites this weekend against Caitlin Chukagian and, and Dominic Reyes, respectively. You got a big fight. Mursad Bekdich, Dan Ige, uh, the Black Beast, Eric Lewis taking on Alir Latifi. I mean, do you have a lock for our listeners as to who's going to get it done here at UFC 247? Wait, what are the
1: odds on the Jones and the uh, Valentina fight?
0: Uh, well, John is minus 450, Dominic Reyes about plus 325, Valentina a massive favorite, like minus 1,400. Minus 1,400. Yeah, so Caitlyn, you said. can get like
1: C- Caitlyn, Caitlyn's looking good, man. I don't know if that that's really almost insulting at this point, but uh, I think, uh, look, I'll pick Caitlyn to win the fight. I love her. She's a great kid. I watched the train. She really put the time in for this fight. Uh, I'm going to go with a big upset with Caitlin. I'm not saying that's my luck, but that's what I want to happen for sure. All right. I'm
0: excited to sit down with her on Thursday and see what she says because I know some have knocked her risk management and unwillingness at times to take risks and uh, got to go for it in the title fight, but we'll see if she stays the course and, and you know, sticks to what got her here. But yeah, Longo sticking with the uh, tri-state area fighter there. Tell your wife when nope. you do go to the bank. Yeah. To, uh... <laughs> go ahead.
1: This week, this week, I promise.
0: Well, tell the, your wife. Let
1: me just, it's wait, it's just you. say one thing. For the people that think I'm speaking over, John, when you're on the <laughs> telephone doing this, I can't, I basically can't hear, so... I can't hear when he's stopping thought, and starting, so I apologize, right. but it's just the way it is for right now. And I now. can be,
0: yeah, I can be shorter with my wind, I suppose, as well, uh, right? Uh, but, you yeah, can, hopefully the not a You came out swinging, came out swinging after, today, buddy. Episodes, yeah, I'm ready to go, I, you know, I mean, it's... Okay. Yeah, go gotcha. <laughs> Sorry. I just was gonna say, tell your wife when you go to the bank to cash the check <laughs> that if you picked fights a little bit better in twenty nineteen that <laughs> check would be a little fatter. I hope she knows that there is some culpability <laughs> here.
1: Honey, we're rich. Get the truck. I, we gotta, yeah. We're going to the bank tomorrow. <laughs> hey, I'm just I'm just glad Kenny Florian's okay. I read something that there was almost a potential catastrophe in the UK.
4: Yeah. Yeah, man, uh, I'm lucky I'm here. Uh, it's good to be alive. It's good to be back home, and it's good to be back with you guys.
1: I mean, uh, is it is it safe to say that your hair saved you in that situation?
4: I, I think the the weight of my hair actually, when we swerved, it actually balanced out the car. <laughs> so uh, yeah, thank goodness for the lettuce. God
1: bless you, son. God bless you. There you son. go.
0: <laughs> hey, uh, have a I'm great glad, week. I'm we'll glad, talk I'm glad to you you you're next all right Monday, on, a, okay? on a serious note.
4: Thanks, brother. I appreciate it, right? Good to talk to you, man.
0: Yeah.
1: All right, guys. I'll see you. I'll give you a call after I go to the bank.
0: <laughs> now, yeah, call now, me on the way you, back to, to your house.
1: Yeah, because I, I think she might have kissed you. She said the teller actually started to laugh. I don't know what that meant. <laughs>
0: yeah. But yeah. That was the teller
1: actually started to giggle. I don't, I, <laughs> I I I'm i do not I I gotta figure out what that means. I don't
4: know. Every penny anyway. counts, right. Every penny counts.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Listen. Have a great week. Uh, we'll talk after the fight. Very excited this weekend, and I'll see you next week.
0: That's Sarah right. Always fucking
1: riding me about easy, how guys.
0: much we pay you. <laughs> <laughs> see you, buddy. Got Sarah being like, "You guys got to pay Longo more." You know, it's like, "Why don't you send us a sponsor too, Sarah?" Get the fuck out of here. Ray Longo <laughs> minute every week here on the Anakin Fulleyan podcast. About forty weeks a year, we do the pronunciation of the week. When there is a UFC live event, and of course there is one this weekend, so let us get to that. This middleweight competes in what will be the featured prelim Saturday night. It is live on ESPN. Not talking about his opponent, Trevin Giles. That'd be too easy for TJ. I'm talking about a guy out of Belang, Brazil. Dana White Contender Series guy. Lost the UFC debut back in November. TJ DeSantis, 0-1 on the year. Is that right, TJ? Miss on Lucia Pudilova, 0-1 for you. Is that right?
1: Uh, I mean, I always win. You guys just find a way to screw me, but sure, own one.
0: I just want all you guys to tell your wives, right, that if you guys could actually, well, you were above 500, so I digress. So who am I talking about? Who am I talking about, TJ? Antonio Ahoyo. Let's hear him say Antonio Ahoyo. Antonio Ahoyo. Kempo loves here guys pronounce i names. do <laughs> i do i'd give it to tj i think that i think yeah, he, i think, I think so. he got it on that one yeah see kenny you're a language guy you're a linguist speak six <laughs> languages you think ken flow at this point in his life by the way is so sick of people saying like dude you speak six languages it's like guys that was 15 years ago i probably speak three <laughs> yeah. and a half of them now it's right? true it's brazilian true, portuguese has probably gone to shit it's pretty strong i don't know point. I know I'm not I'm not your translator anymore. I can't, <laughs> yeah, right. I, can't, I yeah. can't practice as much. Big win for TJ Desantis. Now one and one on the year. All right, it is time to make some picks for UFC 247 on pay per view this weekend. Let us get to the main event challenge.
3: It's the main event challenge. And the
0: time is most definitely now.
3: Gloria. Event Challenge, the John Anik and Kenny Florian podcast.
0: Seems like Ken Flo's voice gets higher every time. You play that drop. <laughs> Support for the Annick and Florian podcast brought to you by Manscaped, who is absolutely the best in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, and you got to think a lot of you guys out there at this point in time have had to do some manscaping. If not, you know, power to you. Uh, But when you are manscaping, it doesn't always go off without a hitch. I can speak to that. Or a nick, I guess, is probably the better word, right? (laughs) Well, that's why Manscaped spent 18 months redesigning the electric trimmer to perfect the greatest below-the-waist trimmer ever created This is the Lawn Mower 3.0. It's in my hand right now. They have just released it. New and improved. Third iteration, third generation. Features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents, right? No metal ceramic blade. Probably not going to cut your junk, right? I mean, I'm not trying to have my daughter listen to this episode necessarily, but this is real stuff, guys, right? No nicks for me, courtesy of this lawnmower 3.0. This is a premium <laughs> product. It even has an LED light for more precise trimming. They've upgraded the motor. Battery lasts up to 90 minutes. You can take it on the road. Rapid charging dock powered by USB, which makes it super easy. They really have thought of everything. And I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself because this lawnmower, I'm telling you, has honestly become a life-changing product for me just over the last two weeks. So trim that junk of yours, Ian Parker. Help the show at the same time. 20% off free shipping with the code AF at Manscaped.com, 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com and use code AF for Annick Florian. Manscaped.com, promo code AF for 20% off with free shipping. And Ian Parker now joins us for the main event challenge. And Ian Parker is groomed. You won't stop talking about your lawnmower on text message to me.
2: I'm all about the 3.0. I'm so freshly faded for Monday morning. It's insane. <laughs> and Now, I don't have to use the same thing for my face as I use now for my balls. This is wonderful. What a, right. uh, a terrible problem most people have. And now my brother comes to visit. I'm going to make sure he gets one because there are times when I was younger, I'd catch him with my buzzer and be like, yo, that's for your face, right? And he'd be like, no. And he'd be <laughs> like, we're brothers. What's the big deal? Now, yeah. he's got his own lawnmower 3.0. So, yeah. uh can't We're mix good. the face,
4: can't mix the facial hair with down there. I no, mean, you just can't. Come not anymore. Not, just anymore. not anymore.
2: Thank yeah, you. I, I remember
4: yeah. a
0: Girlfriend back in the day was like, "Are you using that? That you shaving your head with the same?" And I was like, "Yeah, you're probably right. I should buy two. And uh, now, of course, courtesy of Manscape.com. So twenty percent off. Promo code is AF. All right, big week for Ian Parker. Uh, UFC Fight Night: Blades versus Dos Santos. Ian gets the best of Ken Flow, evens the scoreboard no. eleven. So Team Florian's early lead is now gone as we hit UFC 247 Jones versus Reyes. Let us start with the featured prelim on ESPN. You just heard us talk about it. Trevin Giles, the minus 140 betting favorite against Antonio Ahoyo, who comes back at plus 120. Ian Parker, who do you have here?
2: I'm going to start off this episode going with the underdog. I like Antonio Ahoyo at the moment. Uh, You know, Trevin Giles obviously... Good wrestler. However, what he showed us in his last fight against Gerald was that when he's on top, he doesn't move. You know, he doesn't really uh, advance his position. He doesn't really show us anything with that wrestling. And he, his gas tank wasn't a whole lot. Ahoyo is tough, man. He's big for this weight class. He could strike. You know, in his fight against Muniz in his last fight, it was actually during your uh, your charity challenge, John, where we watched him uh, spend a lot of time on his back. However, he was tough cardio for days you know if he can keep this fight standing i like him i just don't know if giles is ready for uh this level yet um you know that last fight he showed the iq just wasn't there in my opinion he's got talent he's got the athletic ability but i'm gonna roll the underdog on this pick i'm going to ahoyo
0: i was a little drunk for the charity challenge maybe that's why i didn't quite remember this guy ken flow ahoyo <laughs> trains under the matajo brothers you know them well ildemar and yuri Alcantara. Uh, Home game for Giles, definitely a more UFC-tested guy in terms of of the experience, but he's failed his last two tests. Submission losses, Zach Cummings, Gerald Mershark. Could be fighting for his job here at home. Kenny, what do you think about Giles against Ahoyo? And, you know, for
4: Giles, those have been tough tough matchups for him um, in in the past. And, listen, he gets another tough one in Ahoyo. I, I think Ahoyo... Um, his leg kicks, uh, his ability to just utilize that uh, that big weapon of his repeatedly is going to be tough for Giles to deal with. Um, I think Giles is going to have a tough time taking him down Uh, as well. He is very big for the weight class. I think if Ahoyo is mentored properly, this is a guy that I think could uh, be in the rankings by next year. Um, I I do think he has a lot of potential Um, and and watching him fight, I I was impressed. and I think uh, Ahoyo is going to take
0: this. This is the best underdog bet on the card, period. Wow. Ken Flo convicted. The betting line is moving. If you guys will excuse me for a second while I place a bet here on uh, the <laughs> info and, and Ian move the betting line but I hey last Ronnie,
4: time I so. said last time I said that it was on Roxy by the way when Ro- Roxy against Barber i just
0: saying I don't That's usually say that often Antonio Ahoyo plus 120 right now he can be had at plus, mo- plus money if you so choose All right pay-per-view opener fighting out of Houston, Texas, USA the Black Beast Derek Lewis minus 280 home favorite here against the backyard shed, Alir Latifi, a plus-220 underdog. So Latifi moving up to heavyweight, Ken flow following a 7-5 and five stint at 205 pounds in the UFC. What do you think about Latifi at heavyweight and ultimately in this spot against the Black Beast?
4: Geez, you know, I, I don't love this fight for him at heavyweight. I don't love him at heavyweight, to be honest. I, I think that um, he was short at 205 pounds. He's going to be really short at, at heavyweight. Um He does have a shot if he's able to take Derek Lewis down and look for some kind of submission. I just don't see it happening. I think Derek Lewis is going to be too big, and I think that everything that Ilir Latifi does, I think Derek Lewis does better on the feet, to be honest. I think he's sneaky fast with his leg-kicking game as well, or his kicking game, not necessarily his leg-kicking game, but his kicking game in general. I think uh, he should go upstairs against Latifi uh, and uh, look for that big right hand. I I like Derek Lewis to win this one, and most likely by finish.
0: Yeah, Kenny, and you got to think he put in all the right work given this Houston backdrop. He wants to put on a show. He wants to win the extra yeah. money maybe with a bonus coming off a hard-fought decision win against Bwagoi Ivanov at UFC 244. That was in November. Uh, so Derek Lewis, in 19th UFC appearance for him, first in Houston, though, since 2015. <laughs> Probably the biggest pop of the night going to be when he makes that walk. What do you think about Derek Lewis against, uh, against your boy Latifi?
2: My, my boy Latifi, you make it seem like we just hung out last week, although he looks like a guy I do want to hang out with. I want to go horseback riding with Latifi. You know, I just, yeah. I want to ride into the sunset with him. Um, I think Derek Lewis, I thought Derek Lewis lost that last fight against, uh, Blago. You know, I think there is a clear blueprint how to beat Derek Lewis. It's either bring this into the later rounds, test his cardio or bring him to the floor. Latifi, Can do that. The problem, though, is he's got to stand up a little bit to Kenny's point. That 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 height is going to be a problem against someone as big as Derek Lewis. Derek Lewis is sneaky fast. Does have good hands. I think he's gotten more technical as his career kind of has progressed a little bit. He's definitely evolved in that department. Obviously, his last fight didn't go his way. To me, I actually don't mind. And if you're up a lot of money going into this fight, I don't mind playing Latifi because if he can get this fight to the ground. Derek Lewis is not great jujitsu, but he was able to get up a lot with Blagoy every single time. So that's yeah. why I am going to take that. That and that impressed me because I think Blagoy is overall a better uh, MMA wrestler than Latifi outside of the slams that Latifi is able to do. But it's hard to t- it's hard because to Kenny's point, at heavyweight he's not big, and Lewis has fought better competition. So I'm going to go Derek Lewis as well here. I think he does finish him. Uh, Strikes as well, and then I hope we get to get on that microphone and hear Derek Lewis's next, uh, you know, famous quote. You know, nothing's going to top my balls is hot, but I think he's got something uh, in the back pocket, definitely for everybody.
0: Yeah, it's probably a segue there with uh, manscaped on board. Manscaped,
2: yep. My balls is hot. If he manscaped,
0: he wouldn't. It wouldn't be so hot. You know what I mean? It's just sure. absolutely. I mean, if you up, really want to get into it, right, I got a bottle of fucking ball deodorant right here. I mean, there are tools, people. Right. There are tools. There it is. There. Manscaped.com, <laughs> promo code AF. <laughs> so I'm trying to get this backyard shed nickname to stick, Ken Flow. So you know I've had a couple winners, right? Mississippi Mean for Jason Knight. Tim Means Business, the King of Kenosha for Ben Rothwell. So – the sledgehammer is Alir Latifi. There are a lot of sledgehammers out there. There's a big one on Tiago Santos's chest, right? No. Like, th- But imagine Buffer saying, the backyard shed. Uh, no? It's a Maybe. good one, dude. I, I like it. Or the fire hydrant. The fire hydrant. Right. And there that's the more traditional uh, yeah. combat sports, right? He's built like a baseball catcher, built like a fire hydrant, right? right. Little fucking Spock plug, Chad <laughs> Mendez over there, right? All right fight that jumps off the card for me is in the featherweight division. Mursad Bektic. By the way, he was Bektic for most of his UFC career. We are now going Bektic. Okay. So, Mursad Bektic. Bektic. Minus 145. Dan Ige, plus 115. Neither guy is ranked because featherweight is so loaded right now. Ige has won four in a row, Kenny. Bektic, of course, training under your guy, Rasahabi there uh, in Montreal, uh, Bechtich stopped by Josh Emmett pretty viciously in what was his only start of 2019. What do you think, Kenny? We'll leave with you here on Bektich and Dan Ige.
4: You know, um, I think Bektich uh, needs to be careful, you know, trading in the pocket for too long. You know, I think he gets a little overconfident, and it's just not the place you want to be for too long with four ounce gloves. And um, I also would like to see him kind of rely on his wrestling a little bit more. Um, I do think that, um, you know, Dan Ige, uh, you know, Isn't really so much of a threat, but still, I'd like to, uh, on the feet, I should say. But I do think Bektic should go back to his wrestling, put him on the mat. Um, I I think he's much better at controlling, utilizing ground and pound to kind of win rounds. Um, I I think this is a good fight for Bektic to come back and, and get back in the win column.
0: There have been a lot of expectations and hype Placed upon Mursad Becktich, really dating to his UFC debut. Kenny, you remember the George Saint Pierre comparisons way mm-hmm. back in the day. Uh, Dan Ige is an animal, right? I mean, just an animal. When I watch that guy, obviously we could break down the skills, but just seems to want it more than most right now. What do you think, Ian, about Dan Ige as a slight dog this weekend?
2: Um, you know, Becktich. Well, Becktich is like you said. There's been a lot of talk of him over the years. I think his. Uh, you know, he had that loss to uh, Elkins that, you know, kind of threw him off that hype train a little bit. And obviously, the Emmett fight, to Kenny's point, I think against Emmett, if he would have not traded in the pocket with such a power puncher like Emmett, I think he would have had good success. He is a very fast, strong, athletic guy for this weight. And with that type of wrestling he has, the striking is just so unassumed that it's been great for him. The problem is a guy like EK is going to come at you and he doesn't stop. And we know what Ike is going to try and do. He's going to try and overwhelm you, outcard you, and put, you, put, Bektich, I you know, I've been saying Bektic for a long time. No surprise. I don't get anyone's name right. But Bektic on his back and kind of just, you know, grind him for three rounds. I just think Bektic is going to be too strong physically for that type of style. And I think to Kenny's point, if Bektic can kind of flip the switch, not get cocky, not trade in the pocket, not that Ege is going to really threaten with the power and the striking again. Kenny, I'm sorry to be redundant here, but you kind of hit him yeah. spot on. I think Bektich needs to put Ige on his back and grind him out for a couple of rounds. And then the third round. The wrestling's a threat, the striking's there So I'm going Bektic as well I still think he's got plenty of potential with with the right team He's just got to fight a little smarter I think it's a good good fight If, If he can get over the hump with this type of fight Use that IQ, use the plan that Firas will have for him I think you'll see that prospect kind of rise to the occasion again
0: My amateur eyes tell me on any given Saturday night both of these guys are competitive in the top 10 at 145 pounds. I would walk to that window to bet against Dan Ige at your own peril. Um, I think it's a close fight. We'll see who gets it done, Bektic or Ige here coming up on pay-per-view this weekend. All right. Featured bout at heavyweight Juan Adams, minus 230 against Justin Badman Taffa, plus 180. So, Adams trying to rebound from what was just a god-awful effort in that loss to Greg Hardy, and That was last July. He's made wholesale changes in advance of this one, training out in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, we will see if he can release the Kraken on Justin Taffa. Who do you like here?
2: Oh. Uh. This this one's a weird one for me because with Tafa, we didn't see much, you know, again, a lot of expectations from him. And then he got he's the one that suffered that devastating backup knockout from Castro, right? So I know there's a little bit of hype behind him, but Watt Adams just really doesn't do it for me. That hardy fight, Kenny and I spoke. The advantage for him there was the wrestling, and we just don't see it. I think he's mm-hmm. been re- really reliant on, on, his, on his power in his hands. And when you get to this level, especially in heavyweight, you gotta utilize where you're better than everybody else. So I may roll the dice at the moment. I may switch. I'm going to go with Taffa right now because I think if this fight stays on the feet, I just think he's got more power. I, I know there's a- going to be a big height differential. I think it's six four to 6 feet. But to me, I, I just don't know if Juan has it mentally anymore. I know he writes on Twitter all these positive things, but what Hardy did to him, sometimes people just don't come back from. And Taffa seems like that guy that if you knock him out, he doesn't give a shit. He will come back yeah. and fight the same way. So I'm going underdog here. I'm going Taffa.
0: All right, Justin Taffa, plus 180 for IP. Very much a developing fighter, Kenny. He was 3-0 when he made that UFC debut against Jorgen DeCast- Jordan DeCastro last October, UFC 243. We'll see how he responds here against Juan Adams. What do you think about this one at heavyweight, kid?
4: This is a tricky one. You know, at heavyweight, it's almost a crapshoot every single time, and just a lot of these guys just kind of throw down um, and, and you never know what's going to happen and uh, don't always approach it from the most strategic uh, viewpoint. But, um, you know, listen, I, I think that if Juan Adams goes out there and executes a smart game plan, he should be able to win. Whether he does that, I don't know, but uh, I, I'm going to go with Juan Adams here. I, I think his wrestling should get it done. I, I don't love him trading on the on, on the feet for too long with Tafa, but, um, yeah, let's go with Adams.
0: All right, so some dissension there as we move to the co-headliner for the UFC women's flyweight title, Valentina Shevchenko minus 1,400, Caitlin Chukagian plus 750, of course. Title fight will need the round and the method of victory. Ian, what kind of chance do you give Caitlin Chukagian relative to, to recent Shevchenko victims' opponents? How competitive are you expecting this title fight to be Saturday night?
2: I, I honestly think outside of Amanda Nunez, no one else beats Valentina. However, I think Caitlin Chukagian, um, uh, What's the how am I to describe this? I think because of her height and her range and the way she uses her distance, can keep Valentina away. However, I don't think this is going to be the high kick that wins this fight. I think Valentina is just so smart, so well rounded. I think she brings this fight to the ground where Caitlin is. Not up to speed, not up to par with her where she can't use her range. And I think Valentina actually gets this fight done by third round submission. I do think that Chukagian is is probably, oh man, again, like outside of like Jessica I a a lot of these people come in there and they say, oh, I'm going to be the one to knock them out. Like, don't underestimate my hands. She's been very kind of quiet about this. I think she is very unassuming with how she fights. Her style is tricky. It's very unorthodox and she's long. She's very long, so keeping Valentina away is going to be really important. How competitive? Again, in the women's division, I don't think anyone should ever be minus 1,100, minus 1,000, just like Kenny and I spoke about because what if Chukagin can keep this distance and outpoint Valentina? Do I see that happening? No, but You know, I just think her style may confuse Valentina a little bit. I still am going to go Valentina, though, because I'm definitely afraid of her. Um, And I do think she is a Russian spy, despite what she tells people. So um, I'm going to go Valentina. I think she's so smart. She will threaten her striking, take this fight to the ground, take the back. I'm even going to say rare naked choke round three.
0: All right, Valentina, round three submission. So Kenny, I'm going to try to do this quickly, but the conversation for the greatest women's MMA fighter of all time seems to be a one-sided conversation. It begins and ends with Amanda Nunes. It's easy to see why, but when Valentina fights, I feel a need to bring this up and at least point out that Amanda Nunes has four career losses, could have five if the split decision in the rematch between Shevchenko and Nunes went to Valentina. And I think there's Rightful appreciation out there from Valentina's fellow fighters. I think from the avid fans, they recognize how good she is. Uh, Sponsors certainly understand how good and valuable Valentina Shevchenko is. Big Instagram following. But largely, I just feel like she's so (laughs) underappreciated relative to everything that has changed in the life of Amanda Nunes. And I think the people that give the most respect to Shevchenko... Las Vegas, Nevada. She's minus 1,400 here. On the Chukagian side, I think she draws a lot of strength flow from her team, from John Donahoe. Every time we sit down with her, she talks about her jiu jitsu. We haven't seen her offensively try to use it necessarily. Not sure if this is the matchup in which she'll be able to do so, but uh, just wanted to get that out there. What do you think about the co headliner this weekend?
4: You know, in regards to Shevchenko, I think it's tough because, you know, she has been in, you know, what a lot of people would probably classify as boring fights. I think that. She is a more of a counter striker she she's not the kind of girl who's gonna get right in your face and get right to it. She definitely likes to analyze and assess things and if you're if you have a lot of openings she will certainly expose them over time um, but uh, you know I think she's a fantastic fighter I really do I, I have a lot of respect for Chevchenko uh, and her style. Um, you know, might not be, you know, the kind of uh, Mike Tyson esque style of Amanda Nunez, right. uh, but she is very, very effective. Um, I, I, I think this is going to be um, another one of those fights that. Um, you know, it's going to be a slow moving fight. Jukagian is one of those fighters that really take, she takes her time and how she approaches. She's a little bit more conservative. I do not see a finish in this fight. I really don't. I think that um, it's going to be a decision uh, for Shevchenko. Um, we will get five rounds. I don't think things are going to heat up too much. If, if they do, probably a little bit later in the fight. Um, I think both are going to be very, very kind of calculating
0: uh, during this fight. And, um, yeah, I, I like Shevchenko by decision. Sounds like he likes the over four and a half rounds there. All right, main event. For many years, this was considered the UFC's glamour division. Light heavyweight, 205 pounds. The champ is John Jones. He's minus 450. Challenger Dominic Reyes, plus 325. Better prices can be had if you want to shop out there. So 14 straight title fight wins Ian for John Jones. Obviously, regardless of what he does from here on out, legend, Hall of Famer, first ballot. But the last title defense was very close in my mind. And it makes me more intrigued for this weekend than maybe I otherwise would be. I also feel like Dominic Reyes brings with him not just the confidence of being an undefeated fighter, but a whole bunch of different skills and length and athleticism and mental toughness and confidence and things that John's really going to have to deal with. I understand why John's the prohibitive favorite, but I'm excited to see what Reyes can do with the opportunity. Give us a prediction for the main event here coming
2: up Saturday. Oh, listen it, it when John Jotes fights I, I'm always excited because he he really is I mean who's done what he's done obviously the passes in the past some other things doesn't mean you have to forget about it but his performances are always phenomenal uh the fight against you know Santos I, I actually thought he won not not by split I thought he actually I'm not nothing against Santos this guy fought with like no knees pretty much you know I just for me Dominic Reyes does bring a different animal in the athleticism department, but I look at it this way. He's not going to be a better wrestler than DC. He's not a better striker than Alexander Gustav Sims. So, and is he a better fighter than Marietta? You know, I don't, I don't think so. I think John has seen, Better, I probably mispronounced. That's probably why you're I are mean, laughing at me. Just I called
0: Maheta Marietta just threw me totally off course. I, I, you know what? I, you know what?
2: I, fuck, I'm sorry. I don't know, but whatever. You, you knew who I was talking about. I should have just went with Santos. I was on a roll. But it's um
0: Santos, if you really want to nitpick. But hey, hey, can I also uh, jump in here <laughs> on the Ian Parker bashing? No, I can't. What do
1: you mean you, you don't cannot. think he won by split decision? Do, I mean, do you I have three judges was. in your <laughs> head? Do you have multiple personalities? Is one a duck? Is that where
2: the quacking comes from? <laughs> right. You understand no, what I he's thought that. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I get it. I just don't care. Um. So, no, I'm kidding. I didn't. I thought he. W- I didn't think it was a split decision. No, no, I no thought no, he no. W- what he's saying is, is that
0: your your scorecard. You believe John won, but
2: you can't turn saying- in a split decision. Right. All right. Th- anyway, I, listen. Okay,
1: I, next time we next we time we we'll explain the unified rules to Ian Parker.
2: <laughs> I appreciate Are we, are we, are we even <laughs> talking about... Is, is this the NFL? I'm, what sport is this? I'm not qualified. Um, oh, right, I'm, a, anyway. I'm isolating that.
0: I'm not qualified. <laughs>
2: you I'm not qualified. Uh, next this is ready next week. This is like a all fucking right, Make-A-Wish foundation Why I'm on this fucking show, I guess. I love you guys. Um, <laughs> Manscaped 3.0. Alright, so... Here, <laughs> i will all thrown off. So long story short, I think Reyes is going to be a little bit of a problem in the early going. You know, the fight with Vulcan, he says, was his worst performance. But we did see some holes there. And again, another another fight that I didn't think he won that fight. I just think John is just too good everywhere to not have a threat to be taken down to the ground. Just have to be worried about a guy's power and athleticism. I I go with John Jones all day. I don't think he gets to finish. I think Jones will win by decision. I think Reyes is the guy deserving of the title shot. I just don't think he's the one to beat John Jones. I think if John is ever going to lose, it will be up at heavyweight. Until then, he will remain the go to 205.
0: Ken I love witnessing greatness. I love Johnny Bones. I'm so happy that he has sort of righted things outside the octagon, and he's been an active champion and a, a, a huge, consistent pay-per-view force for the UFC over the last 12 or 18 months or so. But I'm really curious. I mean, the best part of this job, I always say, is seeing guys like Volkanovski break through and become first-time UFC champions. And honestly, Ken Flo, right? Like, the fan in me just wants to sit here and say to you, like, Reyes, don't give a fuck. Like, he'll bring up the eye pokes, right? Like... He is confident beyond a shadow of a doubt that he's better than John Jones, that he's the more prime fighter with less miles on the tank. You know, guys who feel like they should be in the NFL, right? Like, and don't get there. Like, he don't, he was go, going in there with all the confidence of a world champion on Saturday night. And, uh, you know, Tiago Santos, in my mind, maximized that opportunity, nearly won the fight. I think Reyes is just as capable. I really do. You know,
4: I, I think that uh Reyes does offer some interesting looks at John Jones. Um I, I think one for one, um he can definitely throw that left hand going backwards. Uh that is a tricky shot and for a guy in John Jones who um, you know, can lose his focus at times during a fight, he's gotta be careful with that. Um I think John Jones needs to go back to his kicking game. He needs to lead with his legs way more, especially those side kicks and that front kick to the body. I think if he's able to do that and uh, back up Dominic Reyes without allowing Reyes to counter, um, he's in trouble. I don't see Reyes really moving forward in this fight effectively against someone like John Jones. I think John Jones is going to be a, to be able to establish the distance or mix things up uh, and and look for a takedown or hit some takedowns. Uh, I, I think yep. that's where John Jones can not only win this fight, but actually be dominant in his performance. I don't see a finish happening until a little bit later. Um, but, uh, you know, this is a tough fight for Reyes. Uh, yeah, I think he's got some height, and I think he has an excellent left hand going backwards. But other than that, John Jones has faced much tougher fighters. Uh, I, you know, he does have some mileage on him. I don't think the time is now though, where John Jones is actually slowing down. What I do think though, is John Jones has missed out on an opportunity. I don't feel the same kind of buzz for this fight like I have in previous right. John Jones fights. I just think that, like, you know, especially coming off the Connor fights and other, he's not the for me, I feel like he's not the same star that he it doesn't mean he's not a great fighter. I just feel like, the same attention when John Jones would go into a fight. I think it's two things. First of all, he's lost opportunities as far as being consistent with his with his uh, career. And uh, number two, he doesn't have a, a rival that I think for me that I really care about. Maybe Dominic raises that guy. If he wins, hey, that's awesome. Right. I'll see a rematch. This would be very exciting. Great for the division. Um, almost good for John Jones in some ways, but. Right. I don't know. I, I, I just don't see a challenge out there for John Jones in that division. I think John Jones gets a fourth round TKO.
0: All right, John Jones, round four TKO. Ian, we got about 30 seconds if you have a final word, and then we'll get you out of here, kid.
2: No, I I think Kenny brought up a really good point that I I missed, and it was in my head. The takedown there for John, you know, in a lot of fights, people didn't expect him to do it, where he got in the guard through the elbows. You know, we haven't really seen Rays on his back much, and I think that is something that John can threat with his wrestling. And, Kenny, I kind of agree with you also with the spotlight situation. you got a guy like Connor who could carry anything, and a guy like John should have that same star power, and unless it's a rival like Rashad Evans or a DC, you don't get that angry side of John in the media, so you're not really Mm -hmm. feeling the juice. And this type A car besides the main and the co main could have really used that John Jones sauce because Dominic Reyes was giving it. He was trying to poke John on social media, trying to get that at him to market Mm -hmm. it. But to your point, I think you're spot on right there.
0: All right. At Parker Cage Hero on social media, Ian Parker with us for the main event challenge. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Ian. You got it. (laughs) <laughs> All right, so we will see how it goes. John Jones, Dominic Reyes, that is your main event, UFC 247, coming up this weekend. We will get some final thoughts on that with Joe Osborne. Let's get to the pick to click.
3: Time now for the pick to click. The pick to click. All I have to do is bet on the winner, and I'll never lose.
0: The John Annick and Kenny Florian podcast. All right, today's pick-to-click brought to you by OddsShark.com. OddsShark is your source for the latest odds from leading authorities, expert editorial content, and detailed matchup picks with expert in-depth analysis for each game. Their free statistics, numbers, and trends will help you make the sharp picks on game day. Head over to OddsShark and start playing like a shark today. OddsShark.com, don't forget that second S. And I can assure you, I go to OddsShark.com every goddamn day of the week i follow all of their talent on social media when they're throwing out free picks more often than not i am playing them and we are now happy to be joined in his guest spot by sports analyst from odd shark on social media you can find him at jtfoz joe osborne is with us the day after super bowl 54 joe good morning good afternoon buddy how are you
3: Man, I feel a little hungover, actually, after that game. What a uh, what a game a performance by Mahomes in the fourth quarter. Uh, great game. Can't ask for a much better Super Bowl than that, eh?
0: Yeah, you got to love the back-and-forth and, obviously, the late rally. I didn't feel great about my Chiefs' future ticket, certainly sitting there down 10 <laughs> midway through the fourth quarter. But you were on the Chiefs and uh, had to feel pretty good to see them come back and ultimately cover the number with ease.
3: Yeah, it's good to hit a big one. You know, last game of the year, of course, you obviously want to win. And, you know, I, I felt really good about them. You know, I never liked being on the public side. And that was right. the public side. You know, they had right. uh, Mahomes, uh, Mr. MVP, uh, the face of the league, and, and you tend to see a lot of casual backers uh, back a uh, team in that situation. But, man, they were just rolling. And, you know, they proved it in their two previous games against uh, the Texans and the Teddy. No lead was safe with them. But... Right it kind of looked a little bit different in the fourth quarter after Mahomes' second interception. They were up to plus 400 on the live money line. But, uh, you know, a bit of a choke by the 49ers, to be honest. But, uh, you know, it was I great agree. to see Amy Reid get that ring.
0: Yeah, that was the the lasting image for me, seeing the fat genius Andy Reid finally break through. Kyle Shanahan certainly is going to have his opportunities, but definitely let one slip through the cracks last night. Hey, real quick, I did see you push out something on the halftime show with uh, Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. You know, the public seems to be more split than I thought would be they would be in terms of the value of this halftime show. I know your kids are too young to have appreciated this, but uh, I yeah. don't know, man. This was greatness to me. This was pretty much everything I'm looking for at a halftime show.
3: Yeah, talk about fantastic entertainment, right? You know, it, it was uh, tailor-made for a male audience, wasn't it? You know, a little <laughs> kind of football, and a, I, guess, I guess we'll call it a, a very titillating uh, halftime <laughs> performance. And, you know, people are kind of joking, J-Lo's 50 years old. She certainly doesn't look it. And, uh, you know, it was a good performance, uh, high-quality entertainment. I think it was it last year, the guy from Maroon 5 ripped his shirt off and gave the ladies a bit of a show. But this one was all about the men. <laughs>
0: I was at that Super Bowl and missed that entire halftime show. So all right, I want to get to John Jones but but, but before we get there, quick look ahead to Super Bowl 55. The odds mm. are obviously out there chiefs are favored uh which will be the first defense here of their championship you know i, I circled a couple numbers today carolina panthers 66 to 1 whole new yeah. brass they running that team the raiders at 35 to 1 maybe an outside shot there i do like baltimore at 8 or 9 to 1 depending on the number uh, what are you looking at super bowl 55 here i know it's pretty early uh, one team
3: that, you know, I hate that I'm looking at this team and you'll probably be happy to hear this, but, uh, you know, we have the new England Patriots there at 11 to one. And, you know, uh, things kind of point to them re-signing Tom Brady at this point, And it's one last push that they're going to make, you know, none of these guys are getting any younger. And they had, uh, this past regular season, possibly the best defense, uh, easily a top five defense in the league. They're going to have most of those guys coming back. And you can see them completely retooling at the skilled position, running back and wide receiver, and giving Tom a little bit more to play with. And they still play in that division, right, the AFC East. So they're going to have a great shot to get a first-round bye again there. So 11-1, to pretty good odds there. Yeah. And, uh, and other teams that I like quite a bit, uh, in terms of a value play, Seattle Seahawks, 25-1. to This is a team that very easily could have ended uh, the regular season with the number one seed in the NFC. But I think those injuries finally caught up to them, especially at yeah. the running back position. So two teams that have a realistic shot and are offering pretty good value, in my opinion, Patriots and Seahawks.
0: Yeah, I like that. Seahawks play 25-1, to 1, tough division. But uh, Russell Wilson's yeah. got to get another one and no better time to do it the next season. All right, before we let you go, so I know you're locked sure. in on the UFC stuff. Johnny Bones fighting this weekend. He's minus 450. It's the 20th mm-hmm. consecutive time that he has been a betting favorite. And for a lot of bettors, that price is going to be too steep for a straight wager. Maybe yeah. throw them in a parlay. But if you want to bet on John Jones or he's fighting, how do you attack the board? Well,
3: you got to take a look at props, right? Like I'm in no rush to bet against John Jones. I think he's going to win this fight, but I'm also in no rush to uh, bet him straight up at minus four fifty, right? There's not a whole lot of money to be made there. Um, so you got to take a look at props. And my favorite bet to this fight is for the fight to go to decision. You can get it at plus 175. My reasons are, Jones, you know, he hasn't been extremely aggressive in his past two fights, resulting in each of them going to decision, doing a pretty good payout in each case. And he's actually gone to decision in six of his last eight fights. He seems to be emphasizing point fighting and winning rounds as opposed to, you know, landing that one big shot or a big flurry of strikes. Taking a look at Dominic Ray, a small sample size, but as the competition has rise. He's gone to decision in two of his last three fights. And why I also like this bet, it does leave the door open to either fighter winning. So either fighter can win by decision, and you get it at plus 175. Now, one little red flag for this bet would be Jones perhaps being a little bit more motivated for this fight than his past two, as there seems to be some legit heat between him and Reyes, and we didn't see that with his last two fights. But ultimately, plus 175 I think is pretty good value to see this one go-to decision.
0: Stuff, buddy, on social media at JTFOZ. Joe, before we let you go, for people that want to check out your, your daily, weekly content at oddshark.com, is it as simple as just heading over to the website? Where should they go?
3: Yeah, head over to the website. Uh, we're updating everything. You know, we're, we, uh, we're going to be on everything, man. XFL starts this week, so oh, know, yeah. if we're looking to get into some XFL action. Make sure you check us out. Of course, NBA, college basketball, NHL, Major League Baseball starts soon. Merch Madness is right around the corner. Big fights every weekend. So find it all at rchark.com and check me out on Twitter, JTFOZ.
0: That a baby. Talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks for the time, as always. Joe Osborne with us here on the Anakin Florian podcast. Ken Flo, before we go... And I do think maybe there's some value there on Johnny Bones at plus 175, mm. but the fan in me just keeps coming out thinking that motivation's going to be at an all-time high, not necessarily because there's the bad blood. I mean, certainly he'd love to go out and finish Dominic Reyes, who has not been afraid to talk some shit. But because those last two defenses did not produce a finish, right, I just think that he's going balls to the wall to try and to elbow somebody's face off this weekend. I, you know?
4: I agree. I think he needs to. Now it really is the time for him to kind of remind everybody who john jones is and just how good this guy is and i think you know uh people are high on dominic Reyes. there are uh, some people out there that believe rays can get it done um I, I think john jones needs to go out there and, and really make a statement and i think he just might do that on saturday night
0: all right we'll be watching on pay-per-view espm plus.com slash ppv that will do it for this week thank you to our guests Ray Long, Ian Parker, Joe Osborne, TJ DeSantis, Mike Heck. Thank you, fellas, for putting it all together. And, of course, thanks to all the listeners, the watchers. I guess we call them viewers. Thanks to everybody out there listening, subscribing, uh, hitting that new YouTube channel as well. We got a huge championship doubleheader coming up in Houston this weekend. Hopefully you'll watch it and then be right back with us as we recap it for you next Monday, February 10th. Glad to have the Peruvian-American ball back on American soil. Good to see you, buddy, with that Ken flow. I'm John Anik. Thank you all. Love you all. Until then, enjoy the fights. Don't text and drive. Yo, later.
2: wagering week help your bottom line.